Welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a Kiwi Lime Propel. <coughs> it's actually really good. I think it's now like my favorite. Actually, actually, I had that one. It was good. Yeah, it was very surprising because I thought it was going to be nasty. Orange had been my favorite, and now this one is my favorite. I like the cherry myself. You know, actually, I've never seen the cherry in the wild. I know they have them. What? But like the, the bottles, I've never seen them. It's always grape or the orange ones. Yeah, I, I can't do the grape anymore. That one's horrible. So it's a conversation amongst friends, if you hadn't noticed. It's a look at the video gaming <laughs> industry and a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer. Uh, Tara will be joining us late, as usual, but let's start all the way at my far left with the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he comes to the podcast once every year to see if he sees his own shadow, and if he does... It's another six months of gaming. It's Dave. Yo. And next to him, from the Great White North, it's Matt. Howdy. And joining him from 40 miles away from the Great White North, it's Nick. Hello. It's more the great brown mud ball at the moment. Right now, yes. <laughs> People still drive like it's snowing. It's like it's just mud. Your car's going to get dirty. Deal with it. And I am, of course, uh, your host, Mark. And we have... A grip of news. It is a new explosion this week, but before we get to all that and our conversation topic, uh, before we get into the news, let's start by talking about what we are playing. Dave, did you see your own shadow? I did. And so you actually played a game? I actually played a game. I was just playing it until I was rudely interrupted, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, podcast. Um, I'm playing Not a Hero on the PS4. Um, it's an indie downloadable game, and it's awesome. Um, I really like it. it. It's a great way to just ease me back in to gaming. Um, I'm, draw I'm drawing a blank. Um, it's by the developers who did... What was their other game? Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, look that up, because I didn't realize this was going to be a test. <laughs> um... It's fun. It's got great humor behind it. Like I actually love like watching the cutscenes, and it's one of those games where like you let the cutscene like sit there for a little bit, and then they start saying other stuff. You know, so there's a bunch of hidden little things in the cutscenes. Um, like in between levels, they have stuff. Um, the gameplay itself is fun. It kind of is like a really violent elevator action. I would describe the gameplay. Like, anybody even knows what elevator action is anymore? It's Devolver Digital. What's that? Devolver Digital. That's the folks who did Hotline Miami. Oh, they did Hotline Miami? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize it was those guys. And Serious Sam. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, Hotline Miami is a good game. I played that. The, um... But, yeah, okay, yeah. It's, it's got a lot of similarities with Hotline Miami. Um... So there's like little like bonuses you got to do like for the levels and everything like little things you check off like some levels have like finish in 91 seconds you know collect all this kill everybody um, so there's a lot of like little things to go back and add replayability unlock characters as you're going through they all play a little bit different um, it's a lot it's like uh, I think it was like a 12 hour game on PSN 12 12.99 something like that yeah um, a lot of fun great humor. Great little style. I love the the style. Plays real tight. Um, a lot of fun. Get it. And you know what the next game from them is, right? What's that? 
voted March free game of the month, Broforce. Oh, they did that too? Mm-hmm. I love these guys. <laughs> uh, they also did uh, Luftrausers, as we have... Wait, 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 seriously? Yep. Okay, uh, apparently this is the only developer I play anymore, because that was like my other huge addiction on the Vita, <laughs> was that game. They also did Ali Ali and Ali Ali 2, Enter the Gungeon, which is another game that's coming up from them that I'm actually pretty excited about. Okay, that's one I haven't played. Ali Ali I played, Ali Ali 2 I played. Yep. So, um, there you go. Wow, okay, apparently I love this developer. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. Who loved Wowzers was like, oh man, that sucked up like a month of my life just by itself. <laughs> that was before I got into the Jetpack Joyride. <laughs> so, how far are you into um, Not a Hero? Uh, I got four levels in. Um, okay. Before before we started today. So, so about an is that an translate to an hour, hour and a half, two hours? Well, maybe because I replayed the levels and everything like that. They're not long. It doesn't take long. Like you can really like plow through it. But like I like going in and like you know. Killing everybody, so it usually takes me a while. This is not your manifesto, really. No, 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 no. It's I did this. There's an old game I did this on the Genesis with. Uh, um, did you ever hear of Buck Rogers Countdown to Zoom Day? Count- I actually sadly did. Yes. No, sadly, that was a great game, and I remember playing it real quick. And I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go from one place to another and save it, so I knew where I was going. And I wanted to like do something else, so I went into that. And I got attacked by pirates in the middle of it. And I found out in the game that if you just keep killing people over and over again, it it just automatically gives up the ship, and it just says, "Okay, okay, okay, we're done. You got everybody." <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow!" Like usually you had to take over the ship, you had to like take over the engine room and stuff like that. No, apparently if you just plow through and keep murdering everybody, it just gives itself up, <laughs> and it takes two hours. So, so you Stockholm you Stockholm syndromed the remaining passengers into just giving up. Apparently, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I didn't realize that was I, I think like I broke the game there for that one. <laughs> well, they approve based on our conversations throughout yeah. the week. Um, <laughs> Matt, how about you? What have you been playing? Oh, and Tap Titans. Oh, you what? You wait, 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 wait. You played Tap Titans? I thought you uninstalled it. I got a new phone. <laughs> yeah, check out the capability phone. Oh, this, uh, check out the millisecond, microsecond response time of the taps on the God. screen. I oh. just, I, 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 yeah, got a new phone, basically. And I was just like, oh, I need one game on there. Ah. If you're going to have one game on your phone, that's that's not a bad one to have. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's great. Matt, how about you? What are you uh, Tap Titans. <laughs> that, that's uh, that, that's my uh, little break from reality that I can take quick during the day. Um, when I saw that uh, Swap Quest was coming to the Vita and that it was a free-to-play game on mobile platforms, I downloaded that, so I played that a little bit. Me. <laughs> 9 out of 10, GamersLight.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Tap Titans. It's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna have the light that Tap Titans has. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just imagining the box art now. Quote: It's no Tap Titans. Matt Coon, <laughs> Eh. 
it's it's an interesting concept, and you know, it, it takes way more focus than I generally want to give a mobile game. So yeah, that's that's probably the problem. Um, <laughs> I finally finished uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order, or at least one timeline of I don't think I'll go back and do the second timeline because I really don't believe it's going to be that much different. Um, so what was your total hours logged, do you know? No. It was really spread out. But um, the frustrating thing was is I thought I was like scouring these levels. I, I, was like, I, I thought I was digging into every corner, finding every little thing, and yet I still managed on every level to miss at least one Enigma code or one gold or one something. It's just like... I, <laughs> so... Wait, um, please tell me that the Enigma codes unlock the tracks from Enigma, the album. Oh, dude. Uh, they're used for an Enigma machine. So I don't know, because I don't have all the codes, I can't unlock the Enigma machine, so I don't know what that does, to be honest. You shouldn't even... That's, that joke was just sadness. It was sad. I tried to salvage <laughs> it by making it something real, but... <laughs> There's a fist bump for you, Dave. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and you and I are the only ones who know what's going on right now. So that's, that's yeah, you lost me on that one. I, I don't know where that. Yeah, that was that was enigma that big was, hit. Yeah, that was sadness was the name of the song. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know the name of the song. Okay. Got just, it. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself for that. One. No, I'm I'm very proud of you actually. If Mark's proud of you. You know you should be ashamed. Of you. I know. That's that's why I'm ashamed. Of <laughs> oh gosh, back to me now. Um, <laughs> see, uh, still playing Fallout Four. I, I did break down by the pass, so I'll be getting a whole bunch of extra, uh, whole bunch of extra content to get to at some point whenever I'm actually done getting around to the original content. Um, had uh gotten into the Smite Alpha, so played that a wee bit. Um, and then, uh, while I'm not playing it, uh, there is a lot of Fire Emblem going on over around here, so I kind of feel like I'm playing it a little bit, just because it's so, like, permeated the air, but I'm not really actually playing it. Is it the petting that's permeated the air? <laughs> no, no. Remember, it's oh, the right. tapping it's on your friend to wake them up. <laughs> After they have... Never mind. Fantastic. Nick, how about you? Um, not a whole lot of gaming. Don't have a whole lot of time this week. Uh, I have been playing some more Fallout 4 because it's still pretty good. I still am addicted there's still so much to do. The weirdest part about it is I get I get more caught in like building my house now that I figured out how to multi-tier my houses. So I have a three-tier house and it's got I have a, a power armor suit location and I've got it's just it's bad. I spend more time on my house and in my settlement than I do anywhere else. That, that's why I can't play that game. I, I heard about all that stuff and I'm just like nope. I, I didn't think I'd be into it. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to find, like, everything. So I can have... I've got power generators hooked up, so I have, like, as much pure water as I'll ever need. I have shops set up 
free money. I have my house so that I can jump into a power armor suit and just jump out and go. I've got... It's Animal Crossing the Apocalypse Edition. Basically. Yeah. Or minus the mortgage. Sims Nuke Edition. Take your pick. Yeah. Sims Nuke Edition, I would play. I'm going to say that right now. They made Sims Apocalypse. I would do that. So, I filled my... I finally filled my PlayStation 4 hard drive, <laughs> and I have a backup drive waiting, but I don't know if I should put put that in or not, because then I need to swap hard drives if I ever want to play any games on here. So you just make a backup, buy a bigger drive, and restore it. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. problem is I don't have a bigger drive. I have another 500 gig waiting, oh, which will yeah. take the place of this. That's a bad idea. So, uh, I've been playing a lot of Deck Heroes. Not a whole... I mean, that's really it. I've had a little time for Fallout and a little time for phone games, and that's it. Oh, and I did the the Division beta for, like, one day. Oh, good. We'll talk about that here in a minute, and you can weigh in on okay. it. Okay. Um, so I put... I, I launched Fallout, and I looked at it, and I realized that I am now level 43, and I still have not done the first mission. You really should do that. No. I promptly turned the game off and realized that I am going to quit Fallout 4 without ever having done the first mission. Because well, technically you've done the first mission because you got the well, sanctuary. Okay, well, whatever. I never, I never did the first major arc of the story, and I never went to. You, you, you gave up on your son, and you were a cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> that is exactly it. Uh, that is exactly the case. And I, I just realized, you know, I shut it off. I'm like, why should I go do this now? I'm going to be involved with other things for the next week and a half, and then I'm going to play a Division forever. So, um. Yeah, Until you that. realize it's just destiny and you rage quit and no, you throw no. your PS4 out the window. No, no. Uh, I played Final Fantasy Rec- <laughs> Record Keeper. Uh, I played more of The Witness. That game is still good. Um, got into the Smite Alpha. Let's talk about that for a minute since there's no NDA on it. I am super impressed. It is the first MOBA that I have ever actually liked. Mainly this is the person who swore that MOBAs were all horrible and he would never, ever, ever play one. Yeah, well, no, I, I never said I would never play one. Because I, I tried League of Legends and I tried um, Dota. Okay, true. And, you said you would never enjoy one. Well, <laughs> I don't know that I said I would never enjoy that. I said I would never enjoy them in the way that they were constructed then. This one's different in that it's more of a... I would never re- willingly enjoy it. That, well, what I meant is that. Hey, I, I willingly enjoy this. It's actually a whole heck of a lot of fun because it does away with a lot of the complexity. Not all, but a good chunk of it. Um, and it's very very entertaining. And the cool part is, I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but your progression and stuff from the alpha will never be wiped. Oh, really? No, I missed that. So that's interesting, and then they have a Founders Pack for $29.99 that they're supposed to start selling for the people that got into the Alpha and Beta um, that you get all the gods that they have put out to date and all the gods they ever will put out to date for $29.99. So that's 
pretty cool. I think I might actually do it. It's a lot of fun. And especially if you've got folks that are talking on a mic and coordinating, um, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, Smite Alpha. Uh, Division and, uh, Beta. Well, before, before that, just a quick... Yeah. Oh, and a shout-out. Thank you. Shout-out to uh, Rick and his gaming group, Agro Gaming. Uh, for yeah. getting us our first alpha key and getting us into this, so yes, thank you uh, very much because it's awesome. Mm. And I wanted to share uh, an experience with you guys um, that I I kind of alluded to on chat. So I picked. They have Cupid, like who's not a god, but it's Cupid. And right now he's one of the rotating free ones. He's right? one of the rotating free ones, and he's mostly a healer, I guess. But I picked him because I. It, it it showed up in the ranged class, and I like playing ranged characters. Anyways, I did not do well. I'll be the first to tell you, I sucked <laughs> it up with that character. I had I, I went like 0 and 14, something like that, like 0 kills and 14 deaths. It was horrible. But then one of the guys that I was playing with actually messaged me, swearing at me that about my noobness and how I was not, uh, how I just cost the entire team their victory. And I wrote back, I'm like, okay, you're 13, first of all, and second of all, uh, uh, nice nice mouth, did you, did you kiss your mother with it? And anyways, uh, he wrote back and said, no, he was 22. And so I said, that's even worse. <laughs> this is like, you're actually giving the negative stigma that game, gaming gets. You are, you are continuing that cycle. Uh, it's a freaking alpha. It's not even a release game. It's an alpha. What is that win or loss going to mean tomorrow or two years from now? It's not. And you end up with, this is just no way your future stepfather. <laughs> no, I did call him a, I called him a real-life noob, though. Nice. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't tell you this on the chat, but uh, he wrote, wrote back at like 3.45 in the morning after I'd gone to bed nice. and said... And said that, that he had AIDS, so he wouldn't make it two years from now. And I said, and you'll have no friends around your bed if you keep acting like this when the end comes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that was really his comeback was... Yeah, I have AIDS, so I won't be here in two years. Yeah. And so I, I said, and you're not going to have any friends near your bedside either. Go ahead, <laughs> Nick, you wanted to say something. But Dear Lord. No, all I had to say was, dang, that's a burn. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it surprised me because I'd, I'd heard about that culture on the PC side of things but never experienced it, luckily, because I never was around long enough to do it. And I'm really surprised that it's actually translated to the console because usually Xbox Live, okay, I, I, I would expect that. But... It's pretty mellow on the PSN for the most part. Not on forum boards. No. <laughs> Especially about free games. Not that. Not what we're talking about. I'm talking about, in general, the people you meet and play with. The rage um, broke the comments thread today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. So, yeah, so that's the Smite Alpha. Again, thanks to Rick and his group uh, for those Alpha keys. Uh, so let's talk about the Division Beta. Nick, you came in cold. This was your first experience with the Division Beta. Uh, what did you think? Um, I hate saying it, but I don't really like it. And okay. I, I, I was trying to pinpoint exactly what about it I didn't like. It's a it's fun game. Destiny. 
No, it's not. <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's kind of, I don't know. It's I like the weapon system. Um, I like the RPG elements of it, but it's not. Destiny is a totally different animal. It's a totally different beast. Destiny is RPG as RPG can get. Well, it's this, actually an action RPG. So whatever. But I mean, I guess to me, to me, the only level up part of of the division is your skills, if I remember properly, which you have to, which you use through by upgrading your fortress. No, your little mm-hmm. like your your base. Your, your base, yeah. Yeah, I has all your bases. It's I don't know how to put it. It's I don't I don't feel the RPG esqueness of it. Um, I I only got one rare item and the darkness zone chewed me up, spat me out, sat on me, and then chewed me back up again mm-hmm. because nobody was nice at all. I yeah, walked. It was actually it was actually a walk in the park compared to the first beta, the closed beta. Really, really. <laughs> because I would walk in. I would see somebody fighting a group of NPCs, and I'd be like, okay, cool. So I'd join in, I'd start fighting the NPCs, and all of a sudden, at, at, at once, the entire team that I was fighting with would turn on me, kill me, and then go back to shooting the other NPCs. I'm like, I, I don't even have anything good. I haven't had time to get anything good. Doesn't matter. That happened for 45 minutes, and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not... Those games exist just to make people's lives miserable. And they succeed. So, I don't know. The Darkness Zone is just... The Darkness Zone is a great idea, though. I like the concept. I just hate the fact that people are people. (laughs) So why can't they be? (laughs) I mean, you and I should get along. So awesomely. (laughs) Um, I liked a lot of the elements of it, though. I thought... I thought the graphics were amazing. Um, so, so you know, you do have a level outside of your powers. Yeah, you actually have a level. I know that. Okay. But it, I'm trying to figure out what does it do. It gates off different areas of the city that you can explore safely, for the most part. So, again trying to figure out so the level just determines how much how many people you killed it's just a gateway to the next area i mean that's that doesn't seem rpg-ish to me i mean it does but it doesn't there's no well i guess there is but it doesn't have that that level equals skill kind of thing it has that level equals equipment Okay. okay light level that's all i have to say no 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 don't give me that Okay, maybe you can give me that a little bit, but <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't grab me as much. And yet again, this is the beta, so maybe maybe when the full thing comes out, I'll get addicted hard. But I don't know. It could it use didn't, probably. It didn't, it didn't capture me. It needs some more aliens and laser guns, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it needs gold. It needs gold rarity items and. Well, three it, actually, it has. It has gold rarity items, actually. It does have exotics. Yep. And a little from, a, from a vendor. 
from from a vendor who's got tentacles coming out of his face? He does not have tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, you can only get the money for it in the dark zone. Yes, you can only get the money from it in the dark zone. Well, I and saw the vendors, and they were only selling rare blue stuff. No, there's a secret vendor that is in the safe house. Is and Peter Dinklage in it? Him, it's Peter Dinklage in it. Because <laughs> that game can use some Peter Dinklage. <laughs> no. Your little computer does talk to you, but it's not it, thinking. About it does. It. I'm, I keep waiting for it to say you, you, that came dark from the zone moon came from the moon, but <laughs> yeah. not, not yet. It's the dark side of the moon. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's. Uh, I I played in the beta as well, and I did manage to get the golden gun. They th- that was one of the things that they changed from the closed beta to the open beta, is that the guns were. I think three times more expensive than they were the first time. Wow. Uh, but even so, I was able to make it with a single day's worth of playing to get it. Um, so. Here's my question, though. Those, the, we're talking about time in the darkness zone. There were these chests that you had to be certain level to unlock. Yep. When you hit level 10, heaven forbid you spent that much time on it. I actually hit rank 12, so. Okay, I only hit five. I opened one chest I could, and I got nothing out of it. And I said, "Okay, done." Next to next to everybody killing me. What? How good a stuff is in there? Good stuff. Um, it's it's actually there's two different types of boxes in the dark zone. There is the level required ones, which you can find that um you open without a key. Yeah. And then there are ones, there are uh, dark zone boxes that require a dark zone key, which yeah, fall off of tough, tough guys. Um, so they're both kind of equivalent. They're usually uh, blues, sometimes purples. Um, so it is possible to get good drops out of them. A lot of times you'll get two or more things out of the uh, boxes with keys. And what's super nice about them is that if you're in a party and you open it, it gives loot to everybody else. Whereas the level requirement boxes do not do that. That is only for you. Okay. And so if I've already looted one of those level requirement boxes once, I can never loot it again. Whereas the ones with the keys, you can loot over and over again every time they respawn. Or not respawn, they're they're always there whenever they become eligible to unlock again. So yeah. You just gotta fight the big baddies who have the keys over and over again. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I've got, I've gotten one or two blue rare items, and that's it. Yeah. So. The the grind. Okay. So th- this is the other thing to discuss about this really quickly is that um, the beta gameplay scenario was a little bit different than what you're gonna have in the actual game because in the beta you rush to level eight to max your level. And the reason you do that is because then the dark zone has a separate instance for max level characters that drops better items. So you were basically in the beta rushing to max level and then going to dark zone to build up your dark zone rank. In the real game, it's not going to work that way. It, okay. You will be visiting the dark zone throughout your progression. Um, and at the end of the game, when you hit level 30, yes, that does work again but you don't need to rush through the content because you're going to be going in and out of the dark zone throughout the the full game as it is anyways. So 
I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. I I really liked it. Again, um, there there was nothing. <clears throat> there was one horrible horrible bug that uh, was very frustrating. This time they introduced turrets, so they yeah. in the tech tree you could use a turret. Well, <clears throat> if you remember John and I's discussion last time from the closed beta, there were problems with the going rogue system, in that. If somebody hit you once or shot you once, it turned their name red, but it didn't put the icon next to it, but it made you think they were rogue, and you would shoot them, and then you would go rogue. rogue Yeah, and it was horrible. Well, so if you lay a turret down in the dark zone, people can run up and punch the turret, and the turret will start shooting them back, turning your whole team rogue. (laughs) And so, and so then they get to kill you for being justified because your team went rogue for no reason. And so huh. it became this thing where, like, anybody we teamed up with, as soon as we start talking, we were like, no turrets, none, no turrets in the dark zone. Just unequip it, pretend it isn't there, no turrets. So, yeah. Um, that no capes. <laughs> no capes. Jeez. Nice. Uh, I also played a ton of virtual reality stuff. Uh, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, Kate joined us. Hi, Kate. Hello. Tell us what you played this week. Not much. I've watched a ton of Street Fighter. I don't have a <laughs> for it, but I've probably yeah. watched more Street Fighter than people have. Some people have played. Well, and that's that's interesting because not a lot of people played Street Fighter this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The servers have been pretty terrible and. Ranked matches seem to be working okay. It's like the battle lobby that's really messed up. And notifications. I don't think I actually covered it in the news because we had so much other news, but they said that they are investigating putting arcade mode in because I'm sure a lot of people are getting pissed they spent 60 bucks and can't play anything. Well, yeah, because they were trying to go for the eSports thing. And that's why there's no arcade mode. Wait, and there's no... Really? Yeah, there's no arcade there, mode. There's online, and if online doesn't work, there's nothing because there's no single-player content. Well, survival. Well, yeah, survival. And then a very, very, very short story mode that is going to be supplemented by a second story mode. <laughs> so, like, I'm kind of glad I haven't bought it that I don't have the money to buy it, but it's fun just watching, like, you know, the because the people who are playing it right now are high-level people. So it's fun watching them play, because casuals, there isn't really anything for casuals right now, because Street Fighter kind of forgot, oh, hey, yeah, it's cool to cater to, like, the esports and competitive stuff, but they're not the people who buy most of the copies of the game. Yeah, I, I just hope that they fix their server issues soon because I feel actually really bad for all the people trying to play it and not being able to. Right, like I said, rank seems to be working. It's the battle lobbies that they they really have to work on getting. Like it can work, but yeah, but if you're a new player, that's the last thing you want to do is go into go the rank. ranked rooms. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but other than that, I've been playing a lot of Record Keeper, like a lot. So I got. When it was the Orb Weekend Rush, I got, like, eight characters leveled from 50 to 65 kind of thing. Like, I was playing a lot. Nice. Um, I got... I haven't gotten Jack's Crystal yet, but 
I'm almost there. Uh, I've, I've gotten everything else that there was to get. Uh, I even unlocked some more stamina, because it's just like, I, while I was watching Twitch, I was on my phone playing Record Keeper. And I also discovered uh, Sailor Moon Drops, which is a match three that's only available in Japan, but it's, it's essentially Candy Crush with a Sailor Moon dress code on it. And it's super cute. So I've been playing a lot of that. You know, you, you actually, you and I seem to ebb and flow in exact opposite ways for Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I've had like zero time to play it this week, so you've been playing more. And then a couple weeks back, I was playing it and you weren't playing it, so yeah. that's, that's interesting. Yeah, if you have to do a workaround to get Sailor Moon Drops to work on an American phone because it's Japanese only. And I mean, then when you're playing it, you have to kind of deal with the fact that there's no English, but it's pretty easy to figure out. But it's really cute. Did you end up playing anything else, or is that it? That's it. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump into our main discussion topic before we start the new explosion. Um, so we are actually going to be launching a new sub-site within the site, a new site to itself uh, called VR Ledge. And VRLedge.com uh, will be up and running hopefully this week, if not the week after. Um, but we're going to be covering a lot of stories on virtual reality there. Uh, I went to a virtual reality expo this week, and that was what you would expect in Silicon Valley a virtual reality thing to be. Uh, Microsoft was there. Cisco was there. Um, uh, Leap Motion was there. Um, I'm trying to think. Intel was there, and they all talked. They were all talking about their different technologies and approaches to what they're doing. Uh, some of it is just absolutely mind blowing, especially when you get into the Internet of Things and how they're using augmented reality to explode Cisco servers so that you can see their settings without ever touching a computer. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy stuff. Um, but I did play quite a few games while I was there. Uh, quite a few of them I'd never seen before, so I was kind of excited about that side. Uh, wanted to give you a, a preview of a couple of them. Follow the White Rabbit was a Samsung Gear VR game uh, that was actually pretty interesting. It was a, a game centered around magic, but the idea was that you were in a room, and as you looked at different things in the room, it was almost like an event, uh, one of the old adventure games in that you would pick up that item and then find a way to use it in the room just by looking around, and that would reveal more things in the room to interact with, and eventually you would complete the room and move on to the next one. So that was actually, that's probably, I would say, the best Gear VR game I've ever played. The fidelity was really high. Uh, the colors were really vibrant and bright, so that was nice. Uh, I played Eve Valkyrie some more, uh, and I came to the conclusion that I really suck at Eve Valkyrie, so... <laughs> Do you suck at it because it's hard or just because you don't appreciate the game style or is it just really hard? <clears throat> no, it's 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 full 3D space combat. Right. So Starfighter or X-Wing or TIE you know, Fighter. And, and, and that's that's really like playing it I, I played it for quite a while this time. Because the first time I played it was only like for like, I don't know, three, five minutes. I played it for about twenty-two minutes this time. And they had the setup with the uh, awesome flight stick and the the thruster mm -hmm. stick as well. So 
I really did feel like Last Starfighter. I mean, in, in every way imaginable, you, it, when you think about, if I was in The Last Starfighter, what would it be like to fly? Yes, that's Eve Valkyrie, so put that on the box, I guess. But anyways, uh, um, it, it's just super freaking hard to figure out spatial distance and how much you need to thrust and turn to line up a shot, and, hmm. and then at the same time, you're holding the button down to track missiles so that when you get enough of them centered, you can let go and fire the missiles because the missiles are easier to hit with than the actual laser pulsers. It, it's just like you're doing so many things at once that I think it's kind of hard to, unless you're doing it a lot over and over and over again, I think it's really hard to kind of get that vocabulary down to be good at it, hmm. um, unless you're the kid from The Last Starfighter, in which case you're... Well, he didn't actually fly the real ship. He just was the yeah, weapons shot. guy. He just shot stuff, yeah. yeah. But how cool was Death Blossom? Death Blossom was always cool. Death Blossom's always cool, but there is no Death Blossom in the, the Eve Valkyrie, sadly. Every ship needs a Death Blossom. Yeah, though. that's a missed opportunity. Uh, one of the other ones that... It wasn't a game, but I think it was the most impressive virtual reality thing I saw there was called realities.io. Um, and what they do is they go to places, like in this case the uh, demo I was in was in a abandoned church in Russia. Um, and it was half exposed to the elements, but th what they did is they, they go out with a, a camera and they take a picture. All, I mean, they take like a series of pictures. It takes them a half a day to take all the pictures to map this place out. And then the computer stitches them all together but this is where it gets interesting and actually creates a geometric photo mesh of the environment so that then you can be in the environment and go walk around and explore it. So this was with the Vive Pre 2 um, and it was pretty interesting because I'm like, I think I see a way to break this because I want to see if they did their due diligence with all this. I saw a hole in the wall that was down almost all the way at the ground and I'm like, that hole's big enough for me to stick my head into. And so I got down on the ground in the Vive headset, and I put my head into this virtual hole, and then I turned up to see if they had mapped inside the hole, and there was a ceiling in there. They'd mapped the whole damn thing. I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was, really, it was really pretty cool. You could use the, by the way, the Vive controllers, I don't know if those are the final ones, but they're friggin' Star Trek Next Generation phasers. I swear to God. <laughs> they feel exactly like Star Trek phasers. And, and uh, you put your thumb on the top, and it's, it's like a disc, so where you touch on the disc can do different things in different games. But it's got a, a trigger, and underneath in, the, in this particular uh, scenario, it pointed a laser beam. And wherever the laser beam pointed, if I click the button on the top, I just, my perspective shifted to that point. So you could both walk around and you could teleport in the, in the area. So that was kind of interesting. But they, the company said they've had a ton of uh, uh, people interested in, in architecture, um, selling realty, things of that nature. So it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, the old, other two games I wanted to touch on really quickly, the Shopkeeper uh, is actually a Valve-based demo that was also on the Vive. Um, the only thing significant I wanted to say about it is it's the first time I've ever experienced 
scale in a VR um, simulation. And what I mean by that is, like, you know how, like, when you're in, I don't know, have any of you traveled abroad ever to, like, the old churches or anything? Not have to you like ever Europe. been standing next to the Statue of Liberty or, like, something that was massive and yeah. you, felt, you felt how small you are compared to it? This was the first VR thing that I've ever done where that happened and that thing in my head went, oh, my God, I'm really small and this is really big. Like, that presence of scale. I, I hate talking about VR. I really do. <laughs> concepts. Um, and then the last one I played, this is where Dave's going to get interested. It's called La- the, Lost, the Lost Valley VR. It's Pokemon Snap in VR oh, with dinosaurs. Yeah. See, that's going to be my downfall, and they start doing stuff like that. It's Pokemon Snap with dinosaurs in VR. It's fantastic. <laughs> Damn I it. Games. I, I, I was like, oh my god, this is Pokemon Snap. <laughs> and and the, the guy doing the demo was just grinning at me. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's a, a the technology is already it, the the one last thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, You've said that three times. Bro. I know, I know, I know. I just, <laughs> I just there, one more thing. So one of the things <laughs> that has kept me from being more interested in developing for VR is the fact that, A, I can't draw my way out of a paper bag, and B, I'm not a good coder. And they had a device. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had... Well, <laughs> Nick's doing aesthetics down there. Uh, That's kind of my degree. <laughs> I don't have any discernible skill. Uh. Yeah. Well, no. no, that was the worst thing, was sitting there amongst all these people, I really felt like the idiot in the room. I'm like, I have no idea. You're making magic is all it is. I was telling Matt, uh, one of the things for me about VR and kind of why I wanted to explore this with a sub-site is I noticed as I was doing all these demos, I had this really cheesy grin on my face while I was strapped into the, the units the whole time because there's, as adults, we don't get a lot of joy or wonder at things. And it gives you that sense of wonder, or at least it does me, uh, when I was doing that stuff, and I, I kind of noticed that. But um, the, the good part is, Nick, I don't need you anymore. No offense. <laughs> You're saying a degree I spent four and a half years on is not even relevant anymore? So one of the companies that was there have made a scanner that attaches to an iPhone or an iPad, and you just walk around scanning everything... And it creates a 3D mesh model, a high-detailed 3D mesh model with positional tracking. And you just export it to email, and it drops right into Unity, and you have a full working environment. And you can even program camera paths by using the scanner. Well, yeah, but now you need to program, like... Interactions. You're right. Interactions, combat, if there is combat, puzzles. There's a lot more to do. Don't say my... Degrees irrelevant here. <laughs> Scaring the crap out of me. Uh, you need somebody to program the bloops. <laughs> and the bloops and the bleeps. The game's and the gonna go bloop, 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 bloop. 
You need somewhere to go. It's gonna go bloop here. But yes, um, the creeps and the sweeps. Nice. It, it was it was super super intriguing, and it's like three hundred and seventy five bucks for that scanner. So I, I figured that's gonna be. Yeah, it was surprising. But they were demoing it live, and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, that was really good. Uh, anybody have anything else to talk about VR? Do we want to get the VR-related stories out of the way? Please. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the Vive was finally dated and priced uh, $7.99 for the Vive with uh, a release date of, or a pre-order date of February 29th. It will release in April. Now, with that, you get two handheld controllers, you get the two columns that judge where you are in relationship to the room, and you get the processing unit. Um, when you think about the Oculus at 600, this is where it gets very interesting because they still haven't priced or dated their thumbsticks. I fully expect them to be 100 bucks a piece, so that means that the Vive and the Oculus pretty much cost the exact same thing. I really thought the Vive was going to come in at 1500 bucks for the amount of hardware in there, Valve and HTC have to be eating it to put it out at $7.99. Honestly, oh. the only thing about that that kind of got me, like, interested was you doing all these, like, jerk-off motions on the screen <laughs> for the thugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. no, nobody else interested or cares? All right. I'm not going to comment. I'm I, just gonna I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, this 800 was, is is way lower than I thought it was going to be, and I think you're right. I think it's basically once you get, if it turns out the waggle sticks are a vital part of the experience, then, you know, yeah, that's going to put them very close on par. At best, there'll be a $100 difference, which really isn't that much. Um, I'm a little surprised at the specs that they said for a PC for the Vive. I, I know it comes with an external box, so I don't know if that's, just basically got a lot of processing power in it or not, but I would have said, okay, maybe as minimum specs, but the, the article lists them as recommended, and they seem low. So, I don't so know. I, I can tell you, again, this is now it, officially something that I've never used, the consumer version. I've only used the Vive and the Vive Pre 2, which is, um, I used the Pre 2 this weekend. It's really good res. I mean, it's really high res, so I don't, I don't know how they're pulling that off. Um, I will say that the walking detection is awesome because you really do see the holodeck, you know, <laughs> kind of grid wall come in and prevent you from putting your head through the wall. Um, That's good. But to me, the most interesting part about this is if you think about, let's go back to the Sega and the Sega CD. How many developers program for the Sega CD specifically? The answer is not many because that wasn't the lowest common denominator for that system, so they didn't make it. But with what the Vive is doing that the Oculus is not is that the controllers are built into the experience on the Vive, whereas the Oculus, the controllers are optional. And so I think that is going to translate to a very different experience because people are going to have to code for the fact that people may not have the thumbsticks. 
Or they'll make it like the the later Wii games where you had to have either the little clap on the bottom, the, the add-on, or the sticks that had them included. Yeah. Must have waggle sticks to play this game. Um, the other VR Sword one... Sword Art Online! <laughs> okay. You, why don't you tell, tell us about Sword... Wait, first, <laughs> for people who don't know what Sword Art Online is, why don't you explain what that is? Well, I only watched the first series, so I assume it's a manga. There's at least two series and a two anime series and three video games now, I believe, that are like that I'm aware of. Uh, said about this world of Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online was a virtual reality MMO uh, in which you actually completely immerse yourself. So it's what, right. what I would call a fully immersive VR. So you put the headset on, your body shuts down, and you are now in the game. Uh, and you can't go back. Well, yeah, I was trying to figure out how spoiler you to get with that. The first one, you're trapped, and the, the people get trapped in the game. That's the, the whole plot premise of the first one. Um, but uh, so... With all of this, you know, I've, I've, I think I've said on the podcast before, you know, I don't think VR will truly take off till we either get to the holodeck or to a sword art online type experience. Well, while it will not be the nerve headset that you put on and completely, uh, well, it's not nerve, it's got nerve in it, nerve gear, that's what it's called, uh, nerve gear headset that you put on and you completely exist within the game, uh, so or Sony. <laughs> Dear Lord, IBM. <laughs> IBM is... Through Watson, no less. Through Watson, yes, is going to use Watson to create an MMO based on the Sword, on, Sword Art Online world. In virtual reality. In virtual reality. Uh, they are starting a, a closed alpha in Japan soon uh, with only 208 testers that have to be available in the Tokyo metro area. Um, so they will use uh, motion controllers, and uh, it's using wait, the wait, Vive or the finish, Oculus Rift. I need to finish that sentence. Okay. 208 testers in the, jet, the Tokyo metro area so they can make them disappear. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> um, so uh, pr- whoever those people are will be called beaters, I'm sure, because that's what the beta testers in Sword Art Online were called. And now Kate's interested. <laughs> 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 it was supposed to be a combination of beta and cheaters. Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> the word I suppose, but anyway. It's a Quidditch position. It is, it is, <laughs> but it's completely different. Uh, it was uh, supposed to be an amalgamation of cheater and beta, but anyway. Um, so it is on the setup for the Vive and the Rift, but does require the waggle sticks, as we just mentioned. One is built in, the other is not. Uh, and so, you know, this, this is one of those things that will will sell systems. I mean, this if they can get a good MMO experience going in a VR set in this world, this will be a system speller, especially in Japan. The systems being the VR headsets, obviously. Yeah. That's good. Um, I don't think I had any other VR. I'm looking through the list. I think that's all the VR ones that we had. Oh, no, there's one more. Uh, so Valve put out a, um announcement with the specs for what you would need to 
successfully use the Oculus Rift in a test that you could run on your PC. People picked apart the pat the test uh, code on their PCs, and they found evidence of Left 4 Dead 3 VR version and a couple other hints at a potential Half-Life 3 VR. <laughs> Everything uh, they pick uh, apart they will, from they those people, they find a hint forever. for Half-Life 3. Forever. <laughs> I'm not... Actually, I take it back. I take it back. It was Half-Life 2 VR. Uh, but, that, you know, they're saying, does this mean they're going to do Half-Life 3? More likely... So, yeah, that's, it's crazy, but I thought it was worth mentioning. All right, so that's it for the VR. So let's get to the rest of the news explosion. You had uh, to use those words. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, well, we did have one more, one more VR-related thing. Oh, what one did I miss? Sony. Sony has oh, right. announced yes. a invite-only event for PlayStation VR that will be happening on March 15th in your now hometown of Sandy Franny. I have already reached out to Sony to see if I can acquire a invite to the invite only. It event. begins at 2 p.m. Pacific, and then there will be hours and hours of demos and probably drinks. And probably photo opportunities of the final... I, I, I think they have to, at this point, price and date it. I don't think they can wait any longer... Um, there was another story about a Czech website that potentially listed the price as around four fifty nine. I still think that is a mistake. I think it's going to be cheaper than that. I, it has to be cheaper than that. Yeah, you got to wonder if the, these things are all placeholders and people are just guessing, or if Sony's actually leaking potential price points just to see what, what the reaction, reaction is. is. I mean, yeah. that would actually not be a bad idea, to be honest. Um, but Sony I still notoriously horrible for that stuff. I remember one time I got a, a survey from them, and it was like a it was like an NDA survey. Like you couldn't even talk about it. It was some like weird thing. At least I think there was. Um, but it had in there, and I forget what I forget what error it was coming out in. But there was like some new product coming out. And he goes, he goes, which price point? Like you know, at this price point, how good do you feel about this product? And like. <laughs> the levels that you could choose from were like good, better, awesome. <laughs> and I like, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, there's no other, there's no nothing. I was just like, no, no, I'm not paying that. I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> you know? And how much do you love this price? Oh, it was so hilarious. Like the way it was worded was so hilarious. It was just like somebody's just like trying to like blow smoke, you know, up some executive's ass on this one. That's all it was. So we, we uh, spoke a little earlier about Street Fighter uh, Five and its woes with the online community. However, EVO came out. EVO is the uh, professional fighting game tournament that's held once a year that everybody likes to watch. Uh, turns out that in four days they broke the record for the most entrance at EVO in a single game. So last year it took them, I think, two and a half days to do the entire tournament bracket, I'm guessing it's probably going to take more than that this time. Well, I mean, if you look at, um, since I've been watching a lot of it on Twitch, if you look at the numbers for Twitch streams compared to their past broadcasts, Street Fighter V is uh, 
an effect, a large effect in viewers. I know that I actually have been super interested in it. I really want to watch some streams. I just haven't had the time to do well, it I mean, yet. It looks, from when it's working, it <laughs> looks really, really fun. I mean, like, I, I want to play it. It's just, you know, I think if you're a casual player, it's easier to wait until March or June. Because in March, that's when they'll probably put an arcade mode in March. That's so when you actually get the game. And the first DLC character appears. Yeah. And, because what, the way I think, so I think, like, Maximilian Dude did a thing on it, and he described it as an investment game. Because right now, you're just, the same thing happened with Killer Instinct when it was first released on Xbox. Like, you know, they have Season 1, Season 2, Season 3 of Killer Instinct. So they keep adding content onto the core game that you don't necessarily have to pay for or you have to pay very little. So 60 bucks right now for Street Fighter is kind of ridiculous because there's nothing there. But you're kind of paying for what will come. And I kind of think that's like a sign of the times for gaming that it's like you know you're going to get supplemental content. So you're just kind of paying for it and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, I really don't like this model that games have gone to. You know, you get a framework for a game, but you're expected to pay for the whole thing up front, and then you pay piecemeal for the remainder of it. Well, with Street Fighter V, you don't pay piecemeal. Everything's free. Right, right, correct, correct. That is true. I mean, you can, if you don't, because you get fight money in the game, like whenever you, like, do things, that you can use to buy the thing, like, the characters and co colors and whatever. But you don't have to. There's going to be a pay option. Just like the same thing with like easy fatalities in Mortal Kombat, which is something like you don't have to buy. And so. we all laugh at you if you do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be the option to pay for it, but you don't have to. However, I think the game should have waited until March to come out, but since it's so focused on esports and competitive fighters, they wanted it out for the tournament circuit to start, which starts this weekend at Winter Brawl. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if they do something extra to try and make up for the launch, because I know Ono's been on Twitter saying, you know, please, please be excited for our fixing of our servers and all that good stuff, so... I'll be interested to see if they somehow compensate people, maybe give away that first character for free or something along those lines. Give away colors for free because survival, yeah. if you've seen anyone try to get, like, because there's 10 colors per character. 7, 8, 9, 10 are on hard survival mode, and it's one shot only. You don't get to continue. Yeah. And even the best players in the world get bodied at, like, 45 and can't get the colors. So it'd be kind of cool if they did, oh, hey, here's some colors so you don't have to go through all that crap. So speaking of uh, games that we like to play, Batman. Everybody likes Batman Arkham Knight. Everybody likes, well, except those people who played it on PC, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody's been asking, what's going on with Batman? Who's going to do the next game? What's going on? Well, it turns out that Telltale is the one doing the next Batman series. 
And they have uh, said, quote, at Telltale, we've been honored to bring our unique approach to interactive storytelling to some of the biggest entertainment franchises in the world, and we're excited to announce that we'll soon be exploring what it means to be Batman in an all-new series starting next year. Um, they have said that they you will spend as much time playing as Bruce Wayne as you will as Batman, which is something that you never saw, really, in the Arkham Knight or in the entire Arkham series. Um, That's because so, it doesn't make sense in those games. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. The, uh, I love that idea. Yeah, me too, actually. That, that could be a lot of fun. So they're, uh, they're, they're very much uh, getting people intrigued with this. They, they did uh, launch a trailer um, for it, and I am uh, really interested to see which of the villains they pick for this. Because I could think that you could go some very interesting routes with... Scarecrow. I, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, Scarecrow could be great. But then, you know, some of them, some of the old, I mean, Deadshot. You could do Deadshot in there. You could get uh, Deathstroke. I would love to see some Deathstroke in Batman. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting. Um, it, they've announced that it will be out for PC, Mac, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and iOS. And that means that they have not changed their engine and it will be the exact same engine that we all know and love, flaws and all. Uh, will, But that is actually supposed to, supposed to be out this year. So they made that statement at the end of last year. So, which, which really only means they have to get episode one out before Correct. the end of the year. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, when they announced this back a while ago, I, I got pretty excited about this. I was I was really hoping that it would focus more on, you know, world's greatest detective rather mm -hmm. than the action side of Batman that we've seen. So, I would expect a lot more race, Riddler, less physical. Not that race isn't physical, but... Now, I, I want them to leave that alone. That's Arrow's things now. <laughs> uh, hey! Uh, speaking of uh, uh, different things for different people, um, I so we're in this weird space right now. We're not doing video veg anymore, so... There's, I was wondering what excuse you were going to use. Yeah, for there's certain things that I kind of want to... <laughs> talk about. Uh, so DC has this awesome comic called Powerless. It is about an insurance agency that cleans up all the messes from, the, from all of the superheroes and the supervillains doing battle. Wait. This is... Never mind. This so, is just damage control. Marvel did it like years ago. I know, but it's gotten really popular on the DC side. Um, and... The interesting thing is that NBC has signed on to make a series out of this. Well, two of the people that signed on this week are Alan Tudyk and Danny Pudi. I'm in. Yep, that's what I said, because uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'll watch Alan Tudyk and everything, and anything. Yeah. Oh, on cable all the time, I'm flipping through. I see, like, I see 28 Days, and I put it on thinking it's the zombie movie. And then I'm just like, why do I have a bunch of people in group therapy? Oh, Alan Tudyk's in it. Never mind. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that makes me happy. Uh, I'll, and, and speaking of things that make me happy, Bob Ross makes me happy. Happy little trees. Trees. Uh, so somebody had the bright idea to take the PC version of XCOM 2, which is a uh, strategy role or tactics role-playing game about aliens invading the Earth, and they hacked it so that Bob Ross is the announcer that <laughs> narrates everything you do. Happy little aliens. And I, I think this is like, yes, we need more modders like this. So there's a video if you want to see uh, what it sounds like, and it's pretty doggone hilarious. And, and like, if your sniper misses, Bob Ross chimes in and says, "We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents." <laughs> nice. It's really pretty good. I got to say, that's why I wanted to talk about it. So, if you've got the PC version of XCOM 2, because you sure don't have the PS4 version. Or the <laughs> Xbox One version, because they didn't make one. But I digress. Uh, Matt, what's, what do we got next? Oh, I don't know. Stuff and things. Oh. Um, oh cool. yep. Activision is now the largest game company in the world. And it's also the they, King, baby. Yeah, well, they, they acquired King this week. <laughs> so... Now they can do Wallet Crush instead of just Candy Crush. Huh. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes. It wasn't funny. I still don't <laughs> want to buy Activision games, if I can help it. That's yeah, just you keep doing it. Hey, you know, I'm trying to think. I haven't for a while, I don't think. I haven't bought any Call of Duties. I haven't... I'm sure there's mm. one that I probably didn't realize was Activision, but I don't think I have recently. Yeah. I so try and vote with my wallet that way. Yes. So it isn't crushed. It is my wallet By the is not king crushed. of vision acting. Speaking of acting, we got an awesome new trailer today. Ah, damn it! I did just buy an Activision game. <laughs> What'd you buy? That Deadpool was on sale for the PS4. Oh, you know, I I just I heard it was so bad, I just couldn't do it. What? The Deadpool game. I heard it's like worth it for the cutscenes and everything like that. Yeah, but you can watch is... YouTube and get them. <laughs> yeah, but the game's like you know, it's like a you know, it's like an action game. You know, it's. I mean, you're talking about the guy who like you know freaked out over that they were making a sequel to Gungrave on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Did you ever play that? Like it was just as generic as could be. Like literally, that was a game where you can press up and the kill button and win. <laughs> but it was just stylish, a lot of fun. It had Night Owl designed, you know, everything. The guy that did Trigun, like, he was the guy that did all the artwork for it. You just um, jogged my mind. Matt, there was something about the Wild Arms creator teasing an announcement this last week. Uh, I will have to try and find that because I know it's not on the list. But I remember what when Dave talked about Gungrave coming out, the sequel to Gungrave, I'm like, that reminds me, speaking of good PlayStation games. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was the right use of the word good as a transition, but 
we'll just apply it to Wild Arms except for two and go with it. Speaking of other good games, you gonna let me talk now? Yes. <laughs> uh, there was a nice little trailer that dropped today. The story trailer for Uncharted 4 Thief's End dropped today, and it's pretty much everything you could ever want. It is, I have to th- say that Naughty Dog is like the king of building trailers that make you want to play a goddamn game. This is true. And showing off how blasted and pretty it is. It is probably the best video game trailer I've ever watched. No hyperbole. I really think it is the best one I've ever watched. And, and yeah, it it, it shows... I don't know that it shows any actual... I think they were all cutscene scenes in the trailer. It doesn't show you a single gameplay scene that I can think of. No. I mean, other than all the cutscenes are in-engine, it looks like. Right. Um, But... Yeah, it just... Not that you can really tell. No, not that you can tell anymore, but... Uh, my son actually walked in and said, they're making, a, they're making an Uncharted movie? I'm like, no, that's Uncharted 4. <laughs> so it was just quick enough that he didn't catch that it wasn't actually live action. Um, but, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, wow. If, if you didn't... if I mean, if you were even on the fence a little bit about getting it and you watched this trailer and you don't just throw all your money at Naughty Dog, I, I don't know what to say because... I, yeah. I have not been. I watched the demo and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but I've never been emotionally, like, attached to the Uncharted series. I played one and I liked it okay. I played, like, half of two and never actually finished it and I never played three. And I was going to skip this, and I watched this trailer today, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to buy Uncharted 4. <laughs> How could you not finish 2? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that even I didn't get distracted out of Uncharted 2, and you know me. Yeah, 2 yeah. had an ending that like brought a tear to your eye. I, I know. And it, don't... Spoilers. Yeah. I yeah. haven't played 2. Yeah, so the I, there's no spoilers. I'm just saying it. Like I, I choked up. The missions is like, oh man, and I was we're supposed game. to play through it, and then she's she's not been feeling well, and we never did. And so I'm like, because I've been wanting to do that to get ready for this one. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um. So yes. Being hopelessly single, you don't have to wait to play games. <laughs> I don't have to wait, Kate. I want to wait. I want to do it with her. The one I've got Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. If you and played I just... without her, would she get angry? What's that? If you played without her, would she get angry? Probably not. But it's one of those things where she'd say, I don't mind, but then she doesn't know what she's missing, if that makes sense. And it's a good one to watch because it is so cinematic. Yeah, that's, so. that's kind Who's of not the one? Like, if, if she actually wants to watch a game, what, you know, yeah, two's the one. Yeah, we never, we finished one, and then we just never started two. And I've got three. Yeah, I've got all of them. In fact, they were all free because I won the one and two collection. And then I got the third one for free when it was PlayStation Plus. So I have all of them. Wait, did they release a collection on the PS4? Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. Do I want to plug my PS3 in for free or buy it for the PS4? Probably buy it for the PS4. Right. Yeah, seriously. Oh, come on. <laughs> no brainer. Can't go backwards. No. See? Apparently that's what Sony's thinking with the PS Plus free games as well, if we want to use that as a transition. Why, tell us about it, Matt. <laughs> so... I, you know, I, there's been a lot of hate on PlayStation Plus's free selection for a while now. If you if you roam the interwebs and the comment threads and such, and for the most part, I don't get it. But the internet comment threads, though, you could say you found a cure for cancer, and people would be like, mm. "This is true. This is Picture true." Didn't happen. It's 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 just you know. <laughs> The, the the sad thing is it is it's they're they're actually starting to kind of have a point. <laughs> One of the free PlayStation Three games for March is The Last Guy, which I think came out in the PS3's first year. Yeah, it is pretty old. And, and was kind of a cool idea because it used real maps. That's of the not cities. that's not true. It came no. out I want to say three years in. Was it really that long? It was that long. Okay, well, it looks like it could have come out in the PlayStation 3's first year. God, it might even be... No, I think it's even farther than that. Because I think... I well, think... But they had, they had started Core by the time it came out. Yes, they had started Core. It was, it was early in the Core days when that came out. So that had to be year three. So, anyway, it, I mean, this is a really scraping the pile of things to put out for the PS3. Now, granted, the PS3 has had great game selection. If you've had the Instant Game Collection the entire time, you've gotten some great PS3 titles along the way. So, you can't really say it's, it's, it's you know, going to be great all the time. And I know there's all kinds of legals and legal jibba blah 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 and stuff that they got to do to get these things and get them out there. But well, and the thing when, is, too... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. That PS3 games are so cheap now that's like, if you're not finding something awesome for free, you can find something really awesome for, like, five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. I mean, and the sales. I mean, there's at least one, if not two, sales every week. So, you know, you can be buying things like the Mass Effect collection for the PS3 for, like, five bucks. You know, so there's, there's definitely lots of opportunities out there. Now, the other game for PS3 is Super Stardust HD, which is an amazing game, but who doesn't have a PS3 and own Super Stardust HD at this point? Yes, yeah. I'm sure there are some people, but... No, oh, no, I own the PS3. I don't own it on PS4. Yeah, well, it's the PS3 version, and it didn't seem about by. So, you know, Super Stardust HD on the PS3 and The Last Guy. Kind of feels like they're phoning it in with that collection. Really feels like they're phoning it in with the Vita when they include Reality Fighters, which was upfront told to us, release game, it's horrible, don't buy it. <laughs> Sony basically came out and said, it's horrible, don't buy it. Um, Flame Over, on the other hand, for the Vita, actually looks kind of fun. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's a firefighting simulator kind of game. I mean, it's a puzzle slash firefighting game. You solve the puzzle by figuring out how to put out the fire while meeting the objectives of saving people and getting stuff out of the you burning building. Water on it. <laughs> 
Yeah, but the fire's like alive and can attack you. Put water on your Vita. I, I hate. I hate anytime Sony brings out a game like that because all I want is like a brand new version of Burning Rangers. Anybody remember that game? I, I the name I know, but I've never actually seen it. So, it was a it was a Sonic Team game. It was actual official Sonic Team game. Um, it was their it was their follow up to I think Knights, and it was called Burning Rangers, and it was this futuristic firefighting game, and where you had to run around, and it was kind of puzzleish where you had to like go through and you know figure out how to fight the fire and save people and everything. But like they said, the big feature of the game was the the fire was completely alive. It had like an AI to it and everything like that, and it was just like the way it worked. That was like their big like you know claim the fame for the game was the what the work they put into the fire. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever the the techniques they used to put into creating the fire for the game. So Could you imagine that in real life if you had to solve puzzles to put out a fire. <laughs> I think they kind of do. They just have to do it real fast. Oh man, I just I just got notification that one of my reviews that I published recently, which is one of the few times I've done a poor review because this was like the worst experience I'd ever had somewhere, just got picked up by a media outlet and is apparently being republished everywhere. Nice. <clears throat> Alrighty then. Sorry. Sorry, not a game review. Nothing not, really relevant not to the conversation at hand. Yeah, no, not at all. So, I'm just shocked. It was, it, was, it was actually for a Burger King. That is like the worst <laughs> Burger King I have ever been to ever. And I documented it with pictures. You started and, with the bar pretty freaking low. Yeah, I know, right? I said, so point? I'm like, holy crap. This is like the worst Burger King ever. And so I'm like, I have to write a review about this. That, that kind seems I like just, you're just being mean. I know. I know. Now it seems even worse like I'm being mean. Because... I, I, but I just got notified from the media outlet that picked up my review that they picked up my review, and it's on the front page. And I'm like, great. <laughs> See that guy having an epileptic seizure over there? Go kick him a few times. No, no, um, that would have been that would have raised the bar for the Burger King. <laughs> and oh, by the way, Dave, uh, Ian says he remembers the game and it sucked. Move on. It did not. <laughs> Number one fan right there. I appreciate you, Ian. It, it um, did not. He's crazy. I well, that is not untrue, but anyway. Um, um, so I've been in a while. Uh, onto the PS4. Uh, obviously, we know the one game. Okay. I'm 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 a little little saddened by Broforce winning because I I really think it's going to be the game people play for half an hour, put down, and never go back to. It's a good game. You'll like it. I'm telling you. I'm not saying it's not a good game. I mean, uh, what was the 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 one that we played that's really similar to it? The something Kings, Mercenary Kings, Mercenary or whatever King. it was. I mean, that was good, too, but we played it for, like, an hour and put it down and never went back to it. Yeah, but that was super rep repetitive. Yeah, I, 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 aside from, yeah, maybe the unique characters is enough if they are this unlocked. This one got explosion. Yeah, so did, the, the, anyway. The one I'm more excited about, actually, is Galaxy, because I actually really thought really hard about buying that one, and, and it didn't work out at the time it came out, so... 
that's the other one uh, that's coming out for the PS4. I'm actually super excited about that one. We had, I did play. It's quite good. And I'm, I'm willing to be, be wrong about Broforce. I just don't think I will be. So, there we go. Um, crazy old man about it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think my kids yeah. would disagree. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced in advance at all. Oh, I'm always prejudiced in advance. Everybody is. It's just whether you admit it or not. Sure, that's true. Uh, and so, just so now that you're done with that uh, rant, I, I want to tell you about something you will like. So, there was a meeting by the original composer, the original promoter, and the original developer and creator of Wild Arms for the series' 20th anniversary. And they are talking about re-releasing it in some kind of 20th anniversary creation. As he bursts into flames. Yes, <laughs> that is... That is so yes, I remembered seeing it because Dave reminded me of good PlayStation games, and I thought you would like that one. Nice. <laughs> so, what else have we got on the burner here? Okay, I, the, you got to explain this weird thing you put in here. I can't even pronounce it. Shad, Shadwen, Shad, Shadwen. There's a D and a W next to each other. How the heck do you pronounce that? Shadwen. Okay, my tongue doesn't like making that noise. Shadwin? Just just move on, will ya? Alright, and what I is actually it? so hold on one second. I uh carry on. Okay. Alright. Uh so we'll move on to something I can pronounce. There's uh, a D and a W beside each other in sandwich. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know why it, it's in this word it just I think it's the end and the D blend together in sand. To, to, to make it flow, the A next to the D next to the W just makes my brain see weird things. You're on your own on that one, man. Well, that's true. That, that wouldn't surprise me. But let's see. Um, okay, here's another one of those random things because we don't have a video veg going. Uh, it has been confirmed that in the Baywatch reboot, The Rock will Matt. be taking on the role of the Hoth. Matt, yes. can you log out and log in as me so that you can stop it? I gotta go. Okay, uh, I will be right back. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hope everything's okay. Yep, everything seems good. Okay, so we're still live. And I'm here. Okay. So, um, alright. Obviously, Mark has some real-life stuff to go take care of, so uh, we'll, we'll finish this out here. Um... So, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I was talking about The Rock playing David Hasselhoff's character from Baywatch. Yeah, so, like, 
I didn't realize that was. Yeah, I really didn't realize that had to happen. Yes. Yeah, I did. Kind of like the Full House remake. It's like I don't get why people are excited about that. Yeah, I, I I'm not terribly excited about that one either. But yeah, it's. I mean, okay, he's Hawaiian, so we're we're gonna go with the stereotyping of Hawaiian people that they can all surf and swim. I guess. So. Well, he can pull off the. Um, he's really good at pulling off the, you know, kind of lighthearted thing, you know, while being like a buff kind of like you know beach guy at the same time. Yeah, he's in yeah. much better shape than David Hasselhoff was. Oh yeah, and and I mean he is he is uh I mean obviously he's very, very charismatic. I mean that that's what he's made his entire. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going for a more lighthearted version for the reboot. How could they not? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm guessing it's it's a comedy. I'm, I, I haven't really seen that much about it, but I'm assuming it's a movie of a TV series the same way Jump Street was, you know, rebooted. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting something of that thread. But he is actually his his character's name is actually Mitch Buchanan. So he is he is literally. The Hoff, um, and other cast members include Zach Efron, uh, Alexandra Dariaro, and a name I don't even want to try to slaughter. <laughs> um, I can't even. I don't even know if it's Miss or Mister Hadera, but I L F E N E S H Ilfenish. I I apologize to this individual. I have not heard your name pronounced, so I have no idea what that is or how to pronounce that. It's a name, obviously. That's what it is. I'm shutting up now. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dave, are you? do you have any, any interest in picking up any of the versions of this latest iteration of Fire Emblem? Uh, no, I'm probably going to pass on this one. Um, just as far as, like, time sinks go, you know, on the DS, I... I still got Pokemans that I haven't torn into, so <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with that. So, as I mentioned earlier, the the Kate, are you are you into I've Fire Emblem? I've never played a Fire Emblem game. Never. Okay, uh, they're I, actually I, really they're actually really good, um, especially for a um, I mean they're they're a turn based strategy game basically. Yeah. Um, kind of like on the I mean almost like it when I first got into it, it was after I played Advance Wars. On okay. the Game Boy Advance, so it basically the same type of mechanics, but it's just a you know a fantasy setting. Yeah. So instead I think, of I think the reason I never played it is because I don't have Nintendo portables. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll 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 prohibit it. <laughs> um, and so yeah, but it's it is a strategy you know grid based combat RPG kind of thing, uh, and the. Uh, whoa, we're we're full of marks now. Um, no, no problem. Um, and uh, anyway, but they also have huge story chunks in between. Um, at least with Awakening, I don't know about the older ones. You've got the relationship thing introduced, where you try to pair up your team members so that they get boosts off each other, and eventually they may form a relationship. And hopefully. Yes, it's a breeding simulator. You're trying to get the right offspring off of, no, we're not petting them. We're not you, petting them. You pet them until they lose consciousness, and then you poke them to wake them up. 
the, the, the petting. The, yeah, anyway, Fire Emblem Fates, the duology that's out so far, the third version does not hit until March and is a download-only version, uh, has sold over 300,000 copies of the game, making it the best U.S. launch in series history. Um, of note, Birthright, the easier version outsold Conquest, which is the more classic version of the game. So uh, that, that kind of makes sense. I'm assuming that a lot of people will pick up the $20 downloadable version in which both sides of the family team up together to take on a third new enemy. So uh, opening up a lot of possibilities. However, don't you can if you play... I can't remember what it's called now. The third one that's coming out uh, does contain spoilers for Conquest or Birthright, so if you want to experience the real story first, you, you need to finish either Birthright or Conquest before taking on the uh, the third version. So you asked what Shadwin was. Um, yes. Shadwin is a game that is coming out on Steam for PC and Mac. It is a stealth action game. The reason I wanted to talk about it is because they are doing something very interesting. The game is not out yet. It's in beta right now. And you can go sign up on their website, shadwen.com, to play the demo, which is basically their beta. What they've publicly come out and said, and they actually have this coded into the website, is that the more people that play the, the demo... The, more, the higher the community score goes. The higher the community score goes, the less the actual price of the game will be at launch. So the more people that download and play the beta lowers the price. When I started watching it a couple days ago, it was at $35 for the game. It is now down to $31.21. And I think it's a really smart way to do their marketing. That's kind of neat. That kind of gets into the whole, like, you know, the reason why, like, the Humble Bundles thing, you know, they take off. You know, they get that whole community aspect into it. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, I thought it was surprisingly smart. And, and uh, well, look, they've got four days, 13 hours left at the time of the show if you want to get in on it. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And yeah. their their website does not work on mobile very well. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, because the first when you posted this originally, I brought it up on my phone, and yeah, it really didn't work. So, no, not yeah. so much. It, it makes a little more sense on the PC browser now that I've opened it. So, um, so you've got I, some division news in here. We we lost Nick, and I did not partake of the open beta. So, so we can say that for next week because I'm I'm fading fast. That's all right. Let's get to uh, reader mail, and uh, right. we're pretty much all the way down. You you talked about yeah. the rock. In talked about the rock. Uh, uh, I just wanted to throw out the Battlefront update. It's free. New maps, new modes. Well, not new modes. Modes spread across other maps. Did and you talk it, about the Hit, Hitman beta being free to all PlayStation Plus owners? Did not. Did not get okay. there. That's that's coming uh, in March. Just FYI, and the Division has an alternate reality mini game that you should really check out because it's kind of creepy and scary. It basically tells you how long until you die and spread your infection to the rest of the world as the rest of the world's falling. <laughs> well, that's good. Axiom Verge's uh, Vita version is still coming. 
Yes. And a game that was started being made in 1992 is finally getting released for free yes. on Steam. Yes. Uh, Reader Mail. Kurt McCready asks, Why do you play video games? It seems like there are only so many reasons. Fun, competition, escapism, money. What are your reasons, Dave? Uh, my reasons solely fun. Um, that's what, like, you know, a lot of people, like, they, they play to escape and everything like that, and I get that, but my thing is just fun. I want to have fun. That's why when, you know, you, you, we always joke about when you start talking about some games where it's like a grind and everything like that, like, that's not fun. That's a job, you know. That, that, to me, that is just the worst thing you could do. It's like, you know, when I used to hear people, like, you know, um, playing WoW and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, I got to log in tonight. We got to go on a raid. It's going to take, like, four hours. And I'm like, that's not fun. That's a job. That's working in a coal mine, you know. So for me, it's just I want to have fun. That's why, like, you know, my nephews and I talk about stuff, and they look like, well, why haven't you played, you know, Destiny? And I'm like, because that's, that's work. They, they, they don't understand because they're, they're kids. They, that's all they do. They go home, and they just play that. They want to buy one game and just play it to death and, like, level up their guns and stuff. And like me, I was like, I want to play goofy stuff. I want, like, new stuff. I want things that are bright and colorful and, you know, just going to make me smile. You know, so that's what I go for. Matt? Primarily fun. Stress relief. Kate? I'd say fun as well. A little bit of escapism. I would say all of the above. Sometimes, depending on the game. I, I like the competition. I like the escapism. I like the grind. I, I like the work sometimes. Uh, and then I like the fun also. Yeah, that's crazy. Things. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely accomplishment. I think that's the one that's off his list. You know, and there are different assets to that. Some people are trophy accomplish accomplishment people. Some people oh, are you just. You can say that they're trophy whores. Yeah, <laughs> they're trophy whores. Um, Final creature asks, "You've been kicked out of your house with your video games and gaming machine. Where would you choose to settle down and play, Dave?" Like location? Mm -hmm. Like anywhere in the world, like I just park it and play? Yep. Um, I guess what? We're going to have to go with like San Diego because that's got like the best. He said I would go to a local uh, internet cafe and park there and play. Yeah, I'm thinking San Diego because it'd be nice and relative, like warm but not like hot. And it's that's been 65 be all week here, just FYI. Yeah, so it's just like that. That I I heard like San Diego has that kind of weather. So if you can just be like homeless with like a Vita out there, I think that'd be awesome. Matt, um, am I thinking of this the wrong way? No, that 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 is a completely valid way to answer that. Um, the uh, yeah, I guess I probably. I don't know anybody else who'd let me steal their internet to hook up my system, probably. What did you say? You broke up. Yeah, you broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I, I said I'd probably have to go find Nick's apartment because he's the only guy with a decent enough internet connection that I know that would let me crash. Nice. Kate, how about you? Um, I'd want it to be somewhere private. So, I don't know. Pull up in a pub in a 
bathroom and lock myself in there, so, like a public bathroom, and turn it into my house. I don't know. <laughs> You'd fit in well in San Francisco. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I, I, I totally uh, uh, have an answer for this because I've actually done it. Any Starbucks. I turned it into my office for two weeks, and yes, I played my Vita there. Yes, it's strong enough to actually do remote play for your PS4 also. Just FYI. So, yeah, that'd be my answer. Starbucks. Uh, Dimitri asks, what game do you think Bethesda should remaster? He had a list of four different ones that I did not write down. I know Skyrim was one of them, Elder Scrolls Oblivion 4. Um, there were a couple other games. I, the original Fallout. There you go. Dave? Um, yeah, I'd probably have to go with that, too. Because, I mean... Not I mean, a lot of people played it, comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be one of those neat or things to go back to. Or something like Morrowind. Yeah, that was one of his four that he listed. Um, I, I'd probably go with Skyrim, just because... But it doesn't really need it. You can't touch the PS3, so yeah, it does. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's out on PC, and people have modded the hell out of it, so it's got like super high-res graphics and everything. And TARDISes and nude codes. And... Mm-hmm. Nude TARDISes, what? Nude, um, TARDISes and nude codes. It's pretty creepy. Blitzer Boy asks, should I get the Fire Emblem Fates 3DS XL bundle or the Pokemon Red and Blue 3DS bundle? I say Turo's voice screaming Pokemon right now. <laughs> I say get the 3DS XL with the Fire Emblem Fates myself. So what was the? Sorry. Should I get the Fire Emblem Fates 3DS XL bundle? Oh, okay. Or the Pokemon Red and Blue 3DS bundle? Yeah, I'd say the Fire Eights. That's got a Fire Emblem. That's got a pretty. That's got an awesome design on it. Dave. Is one the XL, one's not an XL bundle? Correct. Yeah, you kind of got to go to the XL. Uh, did I... Kate, did you chime in? doesn't matter to me. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm so out of the loop with the 3DS that it, my right. opinion is invalid. You, you want to go with the XL, trust me. Okay. It's, uh, it's very, that's probably one of their best design systems. Next to the game. Final Creature got two of them in here. All right. Uh, When you play RPG, does your character represent you? Not really. Physically or metaphysically? (laughs) I wasn't looking at the (laughs) screen. I'm guessing you just did this weird shruggy motion. Uh, Physically, generally, no, because I usually just take some default build because I hate character builders because I get lost in them for hours and then I screw one little thing up and I can never fix it. Um, But yeah, I think generally the choices, if it's a choice-based one, like you you can choose to either shoot all the settlers in the head or help them out with their raider problem, yeah, I'd say you generally tend to make the choices that I think I would make. Gee, and I'm going to answer following that up to contrast Matt's answer. Yes. Dave? <laughs> hey, I asked you to I narrow know, out down the choice for me. You didn't narrow it down, so... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yes, I, I normally do physical, and the first playthrough is always what I would do. Then the second playthrough is... Kill everybody. Kill everybody the bad... Unless I can get away with it, 
in my playthrough, and then I'll do it then too. Dave? It's... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, it does. Yeah, I, I play it. If I can customize the character to look like me, like I'll even do it. I'll even make them dumpy like me, you know. So it's like, sure. And the choices make, like... I, I've made every attempt to like you know try and go through games and sit there and say like oh no I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bad guy this game. As soon as the first thing comes around, I'm just like oh they they need help, you know, and it's just downhill from there. Yeah, it's, as far as actions go, the first time I'm always like you know the good guy because it's just and then I try and do the playthrough as the bad guy just more for completion purposes. But I never make the character look like me because I want the character to be hot and cool. <laughs> well, and that's actually what he said. He's like, "No, I never make it like me because I want it to be like the ultimate person." Then that's not me. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, see, that's that's exactly the reason I do try and make them like me because <laughs> I want them to be awesome. Uh, our final question comes from HK Gamer in Disguise. Should Link talk in the upcoming Zelda U? No! <laughs> okay, the purest community has speaking, spoken. No! <laughs> the last time Link spoke in a video game, it was horrible. Hey! Hey! Now, listen! Do you remember... Do you remember Damn it, the, Link, shut up! Do you remember the Philips CDI? Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Okay, look up videos of Link in that... Awful. Yeah, but there were there were there were lots of reasons why that was bad. Oh, <laughs> I don't think the fact that he was talking was it, the primary. Trust reason. me, it did not help. No, but... I'm so hungry. I could eat a dodongo. Shut up your face. I'd no, like him to no. talk in that Mario's voice. I think that'd be pretty hilarious. Let me yo. <sighs> I, I don't think you princess. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, okay. Um, I I actually say yeah. I I think he should. At this point, there's no reason not to. the The game is too structured to give you the illusion that you have any agency in voicing the silent protagonist. So just. Actually, everyone talks to him now like he responded anyway. So you may as well just make him respond. Because otherwise it just feels like that one person, you, you muted that one person's channel in the chat so you just can't hear what they said. So just, just let him talk. I, I actually agree with that because you hear him grunt in all the games. And then it's like, so he can, we can hear him do that but we can't hear him talk. Makes no sense to me. Trust me. It's just nothing. It's going to be he nothing but disappointment. <laughs> if, if there is a part of the story where he is a mute, then okay, I, I can go along with that. You guys are asking for nothing but heartache with this one, I'm telling you. Well, the Wii U version of Zelda is never coming out anyway, so <laughs> it's a moot point. Um, so that then brings us to our uh, final section after a little housekeeping. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, if you do like the show, click like and subscribe. Uh, if you've got comments, let us know in the box below. Uh, check out the website, 
www.gamersledge.com or vrledge.com. Uh, and then you can also check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash gamersledge. Twitter is at gamersledge. Uh, and then we've got you know pretty much everything else under the sun, StumbleUpon, Reddit, uh, all that good stuff, Pinterest, as some people like to point out. So, yeah, um, final thoughts for this week. Dave? I played a game. <laughs> and he showed up to the podcast. And he showed up to the podcast. I, I played a game. I liked it. I showed up to the podcast. I made it through the whole thing, which is really going to hurt me tomorrow. But Matt? <laughs> um, uh, actually, uh, Daredevil 2. It's right around the corner. Oh, when does that two. start? Like March. March, second week of March, I think. Is it that far? I thought it was like March 3rd or 4th. It might be the first week of March. I um, think it is. Uh, well, everybody else finish and I'll look it up quick. Kate? I really need to play more games. You said it, sister. And then uh, I found out that I am going to be attending a VR conference at GDC. It's called VR DC at GDC. Oh, I thought it was going to be VR the world. No, VR VR DC at GDC. That's (laughs) brilliant. You can't say anything about my jokes at the end. No, no, that's actually brilliant. That's actually good, Mark. You should jump on. You should jump on <laughs> VR the world, and VR that is your conference. conference. That is your conference. Okay, yeah, you're I making a VR right. conference. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I can reserve the you domain. Can register that IP. Right register VR. that address. GoDaddy.com. I'm looking to see if it's available right um, now. And actually, it's later than I even thought. It's not till Friday the 18th. All 13 episodes drop at midnight, Friday, the 18th of March. VR the World is available, and I am buying it right now. <laughs> Dude, how, how was that available? I don't know, but it is available, and I am getting I'm Because I didn't reserve it. Matt, that was, I'm sorry, that is genius. That is the Your best. Your pun is going to pale in comparison. <laughs> yeah, I know. <sighs> VR the world. Bye. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, it's not. Aww. No, wait, yes, it is available. <laughs> wait, I'm so confused. Yes, your domain is available. Buy it before someone else does, but then it's $14,000. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you sure it's not Ruples? Because that's like five bucks. Yes, your domain is available. Buy it before someone else does. Premium minimum offer amount $14,000. Hmm. So if I put .com... No, I, I guess it's not. Why does it say it's available when it's not? That's crazy. Dot .net, <clears throat> dot .org, dot That means triple, somebody squatted uh, on it. Yeah, I know. So, um, all extensions. So vrtheworld.co is available. Uh, .global. Dot... Yeah, somebody just squatted on it, that's all. Yep, yep. Damn it. Dang. Almost. Damn it, Matt. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, but it's on sale because it was twenty five nine nine five. Correct. Correct. Um, so, anyways, yes, I'm going to VRDC at GDC, um, and from what the everybody has told me that this uh, building is Tron, like literally, it looks like Tron inside. Nice. And they're going to be doing VR in there, and they're going to have everything. They're going to have Morpheus. They're going to have uh, Oculus. They're going to have Vive. So but, but I feel will bad. Daft Punk BMs, will, will Daft, Daft Punk be? You know, uh, yeah, I would not actually put it past them to be hundred uh, percent. I actually passed on the Tron Runner game. I was really upset. I was actually surprised that you knew about it and didn't buy it. The uh, I did, but I I researched it before I bought it because I saw there was like a premium one for like thirty bucks. And I was about to drop the money on it, and they said, like, basically, I read reviews on it, and they're like, this game, like, the game starts off so good, and then they just try and overcomplicate things for no reason. And it just becomes, like, a big pile of crap, and that really just depressed me. Well, let's depress you further. Let's end the show as we normally do. Um, I, I picked this one specially just for Dave and Matt tonight. Uh, since they are the Android faction. What do you call... Oh, do you? Okay, well then, the three of you. There you go. What do you call the security guards outside of Samsung? Stormtroopers? The Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Until next week, game on. Oh, I get it. Uh, Yeah. VR.